Live from the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. It is our Bring a Trailer segment, and I would like to just report you last week you picked a 1956 custom dune buggy, right? I did. It was a very interesting car. You know, it sold for only $8,600. Wow. I think someone had a lot more money than that into it. Probably. Because I mean, this, was, this was all and custom And there was no built. reserve on that, right? No, there was no reserve. Yeah. So it sold for $8,600. Um, and my, uh, I picked the uh, cop car, which was a, it was a 1991 uh, Ford LTD Crown Victoria. Right. And it sold for only $8,150. It, too, was a no reserve auction. Someone got a good cop car. That thing only had 47,000 miles on it. It will last forever. How much did it sell for? Eighty-one fifty. Wow, that was a good deal. I mean, th- yeah, that's really not too bad. I mean, considering you can literally drive that car for years, you know, I mean, you may not get great fuel economy these days. Gas is cheap, but you can drive it for a long time. Parts are cheap and plentiful, you know, and it's comfortable. It's a big, you know, it's basically a, you know, a big cruiser. So, and you know, it's a, it's a good barge. But uh, this week, you have a couple of very colorful picks. I did. I, I decided to stick with the sporty theme. And let's see. This one, the first, you're, you have a, let's see, what is this? What's the yellow car? I, th- I saw lots of yellow. I think that was, was that the, uh, oh. Uh, a, t- a 2008 Maserati Gran Turismo. Yeah, right. It was the Maserati. Wow. Now, this thing is yellow. It is very yellow, and in fact, I, I realized after I picked both of the vehicles that I selected this mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. Uh, that I looked like I was going on a 4th of July picnic with a couple of <laughs> bottles of uh, ketchup and mustard, because yes, one well, car was very me. red and one car was very yellow. That's right. So let, let's see what they say about this Maserati. It says that this 2008 Maserati Gran Turismo shows 53,000 miles and was recently acquired by the selling dealer uh, following time in Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. It is finished in yellow over a black leather interior and is powered by a 4.2 liter V8 paired with a six-speed automatic transmission. The equipment includes power adjustable front seats, dual climate, dual zone cl- automatic climate control, navigation system, stainless steel tubi cat back exhaust system. Uh, let's see. It's in Salem, New York. Uh, let's see. What do they actually call the color? It's uh, gallo. It's uh, gallo. It's, I guess that's just the, the, uh, uh, the Italian word for yellow because uh, they usually give the exact color. It just says G-I-A-L-L-O. That's probably the Italian word for yellow. Um, it's a Pinaferina design body, so it's it's gorgeous. It's a two-door coupe. Uh, and, and, um, it looks like a car that I'd want to drive around in Palm Springs with one exception, and that's only <laughs> because I've had uh, a car here in the, in the Southern California area with an all-black interior, and those uh-huh. are very, very hot. Uh, yes. So, um, well, and I'm not a huge fan of the interiors on either of these cars, um, mm-hmm. but it was definitely a, a sexy car. Definitely sexy. I, the, it would be probably fairly uncomfortable because it has uh, their huge 19-inch black wheels are wrapped in uh, 245-40 and 285-40 Pirelli P0 tires, which means they have very little 
there's very little sidewall so that when you go over bumps, you feel them quite dramatically. Yeah. But still, you're driving a Mazda. Well, one of the things I did uh, enjoy was I got to take a uh, a one minute and 44 second virtual ride in this thing with the video that they take you on a test drive. And Uh, part of that that has the camera uh, up on the roof and part of it, it's in the back seat of the car. So you have a couple of different interesting views uh, as as the thing's going along. I don't think that you would make too many friends uh, if you had people who were sensitive to noise along the route uh, because it... Mm. uh, it definitely uh, purrs a little on the loud side. Yeah, it's a little loud. It's it's an aftermarket exhaust system. I think yeah. that was one of the things that they talked about in there. It's a, what they call it the stainless steel tubi, T-U-B-I, cat back exhaust system. So it's a little bit loud. It's like, you know, it's, it's not quite Harley Davidson loud, but it's loud. Yeah, it's and so it really is raspberry really spitter. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, and there's really not much room in the back seat. The back seat is basically for luggage or for you know, right? Shopping, yeah. you know, not much else. For I your think, but it's a very, it's a very sexy car. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, let me go with my choice. We we each have two choices this time. Okay. And uh, th- this is a 1964 Oldsmobile Starfire. Now there are not that many of these. I mean, Starfire was a you know it's not like it's a 98 or an 88 or you know or some of the more famous Oldsmobile models, but it's a Starfire. And it says this Oldsmobile Starfire is said to be one of 2,410 convertibles produced for the 1964 model year, and as Paul. Uh, powered by a 394 cubic inch V8 mated to a hydromatic transmission. Uh, additional equipment includes. Now, this is what's this is what always attracts me to things. This is the 1964 car. So, I mean, it's it's huge. It's a barge. It has you know it has wonderful badging on it. It has you know it has like fins. It has chrome that goes the entire length of the car. I mean, it's it's quite stunning. Um, but. It has the cars. Uh, let's see, what does it have? It has bucket seats, a tachometer, a Delco AM radio. Uh, let's see, and it has factory air conditioning. Uh, uh, you know, and it's just these were you know a power top and it has but it has crank windows but the bucket seats the uh the gorgeous floor mats uh and uh, factory ac is a is a rarity uh in these kinds of cars and yeah. someone has really lovingly restored this car over the years and it's just gorgeous um you know i love the the center console with the you know the t shifter in it and the and the uh and the uh uh, the uh, tachometer that's part of the console at the f- on the floor. Uh, it has the uh, you know brown leather and it's a sort of a tan outside color. What do they call it? They just called it probably just called it beige. But um, it's it's really in an amazingly beautiful condition. Someone really spent a lot of money on it. It's really this is really a parade queen, so to speak. This is the car you see in, in you know in the parades. Yeah. If we still ha- if we still have parades, but this is a parade queen. You can just you know go quietly down the road, and you know you can sit on the back and wave to somebody. But uh, <laughs> you know e- everything is done right on this car. Yeah. Uh, it's it actually sold for thirty nine thousand dollars, which is pretty good. I mean, most of these cars are probably trading the twenty thousand range. But because this was so beautifully put together, you know, someone spent a lot of money that it it ended up going for quite a good price. So I, you know, I, I really liked that car. Now you, your other one was a very red car, wasn't it? It was. Let, it was a. It was one of those 
and I don't have it here on the computer right in front of me I'll, right I'll, now, but it was, uh, yeah. it was a very red Pontiac Firebird T-top of that uh, era that, uh, that was kind of the Smokey and the Bandit era? It was, yes. A 1981 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am with a four-speed manual transmission. And it is red, and it's got, uh, it has the, all the gold, you know, little gold uh, pinstriping all around it, right. and it has the big Firebird uh, decal on the hood. Yep. And it had and it, the, uh, the gold uh, uh, wheels as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes. Factory. Factory yeah. gold wheels. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it has 4,000 miles on it. But boy, I'll tell you what, it will burn the uh, eyeballs out of your sockets with the interior red that is so cherry red. (laughs) Ooh, is it red? Yes, it is. It's very red. It actually reminds me of one of your picks from sometime in the last month because there was one of the vehicles you had selected that was uh, similarly very, very uh, red interior. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a I have a fetish for red interiors. I don't know what it is. I always, I've always you and liked our cars. friend Joey English alike. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> she why she's always saying wear red and eat chocolate. Yes. Um, let me see what it says here. It says this 1981 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am was sold new at K Wood Auto Company of Port Huron, Michigan, and is said to have remained with its original owner in Georgia until its recent acquisition by the selling dealer. Um, this car is finished in red over a matching vinyl interior powered with a five liter V8 uh, mated to a four speed manual transmission. Again, odd that it has this combination. Most of these were automatics, right? but uh, 3,800 miles and it has air conditioning, which is always a fetish of mine. You have to have a car with air conditioning. If you're in uh, California, they call the, 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 um, the uh, decal on the hood, they call it the screaming chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a you know, shaker hood scoop, removable glass T-tops. Eh? See, that Cro- is one of the other things. I had a friend who had who had one back in the day that had the uh, removable glass T-top uh, roof uh-huh. on it. And uh, I always thought that was so cool. Oh, I thought so, too. I had a friend that had a Camaro Berlinetta with uh, removable T-tops of the same era, and I thought that was just the hot car, you know? Yeah. Um, what I thought was interesting about it is that I looked at the instrumentation. It has an 85-mile-per-hour speedometer, <laughs> 85. Wow. And get and get this. It's a 5-liter V8, and it was rated at, drumroll, 145 horsepower <laughs> when new. Now this is the malaise era of of uh, of uh, Detroit, where they couldn't, you know, it was everything was choked with smog equipment because they weren't able to make a clean enough car so that it would get. I mean, today a five liter V eight, you know, on a on a Mustang would be you know four hundred horsepower, but you know back then one hundred and forty five was the most it could it could muster. Uh, mm-hmm. This thing was eleven thousand nine hundred and forty dollars new, and they'd have the window sticker to go with it. Very exciting. Yeah, it was a, it was a cool car. Yeah, fourteen thousand two hundred. Now that's what the the bid is at right now. Now the thing that I, the other one that I chose I thought was interesting was a a nineteen eighty nine Ford Mustang GT five point Now again, it's the same you know size engine, uh, but this was from nineteen eighty nine. This this car is a Mustang convertible. It only has eight thousand miles on it. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Has a five speed manual transmission. So the nineteen eighty nine Ford Mustang GT convertible 
Venables built on May 10th, 1989 and delivered to new to Richardson Ford in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Finished in bright regatta blue metallic, the car is equipped with titanium lower body cladding, a blue convertible top, gray leather upholstery, power steering, articulated sports seats, air conditioning, power locks and windows, cruise control, and the five liter V8, of course. And uh, it looks very similar to my friend Todd, not Todd Bianco, but another friend uh, I have by the name of Todd uh, up in Seattle to his car uh, of that era. He has one of this era. I mean, from yep. the 80, 89. Yeah, this this is amazing. But this one, okay. Now this is nineteen eighty nine, and it has it has a hundred and forty mile per hour speedometer with a you know see if it see if it gives the rating. Okay, this five liter V eight was rated at two hundred and twenty horsepower with three hundred pound feet of torque. Now remember, this is the same as the Pontiac, which had hundred and forty five horsepower from nineteen eighty one. So they're getting better at it. You know, as time goes on, they're figuring out how to make a an engine more powerful with, you know, with the existing, you know, making it clean enough at the same time. I love it because it's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, brand new off the lot. Right now, the bid is at 12750 It's got five more days. So we'll see where it goes at next week. You're listening to Todd Bianco and John McMullen. This is all revved up on iHub Radio. We'll be right back. From the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. We just talked about our picks that bring a trailer. And one of the things I thought was interesting was the, do you know that the auction market has actually picked up quite a bit during this uh, stay-at-home COVID-19 pandemic orders and is, stuff. Is that because the fact that folks uh, are not going to the dealerships and looking? No, these are the used cars. These are the classic cars. This no, is I, stuff I get on, that, but I just yeah, mean bring a trailer. people are not it, going out and spending money on new cars right now, are they? Uh, yes and no. I mean, they aren't spending much money on used cars, but what's happening is uh, I've read this article where it said basically what's, there's a lot of collectors out there, which apparently still have a lot of money. And some of them are deciding to part with cars that they've had for a long time because it's just time to change things up. And the prices have been really pretty good. I mean, these are as good as they've been on a regular you know, forget the, the pandemic, forget everybody staying at home. These are better than they've ever been. And bring a trailer is making is is getting bigger and higher amounts of money than they've ever gotten for for various cars. I mean, there's there's uh, what did I just see this they've sold for? There was a Ring Brothers. Um, it was it, the Ring Brothers is is a they do basically they do custom cars. Okay. Uh, and they are very famous for doing 
exquisite builds. I mean, everything is perfect right down. You know, they machine their own, you know, the, the switches and everything. They're absolutely meticulous, beautiful cars. Uh, this was a, a Chevy pickup truck that they did. It was, you know, kind of like the one without a top and like had a, just a canvas top on it. Um, sold for three hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> which was a good ch- a good chunk of money. Yeah, and and whoever b- bought it got a good deal because they probably spent more. Whoever did it probably spent more than that on it. So people are changing. You know, people are changing things up, and you know they just canceled the uh, uh, the Palm Beach, uh, the Pebble Beach uh, Concourse d'Elegance for this year. It's it's coming up in August, and they just it, there's not enough time for it right now for to you know to figure out if they're you know it's, a it's going to be feasible to to get because to get the kind of cars that they need there, it's a big logistic. You know, logistical nightmare because these these cars don't drive themselves. I mean, they may drive when they're there, but they come, you know, in basically a hermetically sealed and padded truck. And you know, to get them across country at a you know at any given time, it has to be really you know put you know very carefully you know coordinated. And they don't think they're going to be able to do it, so they're, so they're not doing it. But the auction houses, as well as the auction websites, eBay's doing very well. Uh, Bernard Trailer's doing very well. Uh, you know, Sotheby's, uh, Goodling. I mean, all of the ones that are uh, selling cars are doing very, very well in this you know time when people are really trying to conserve money because there's a lot of rich people out there apparently. Which, of course, you never knew that, right? Um, <laughs> there is some good. Yeah, I know there is some good news if you're a buyer of a Porsche 911, and of course that means you have money. Uh, if you've ever looked into the option list of a of a Porsche, it is endless. I mean, there is a they have a custom color. You can have your key fob painted the color of your car. You can have every piece of trim done in wood. You can ever every piece of trim done in uh, carbon fiber. You can have them done in the color of the leather. I mean, you can have the dashboard padded in leather. I mean, everything. Everything can be customized in a Porsche these days. But that what they've done, what's new is that they now are offering a two-tone leather interiors. And the pictures I saw were, oh, so goddamn gorgeous um they are available in any 911 variant so it's you know anything from the you know the basic 911 carrera to the carrera s to the carrera 4s to the you know the targa to the convertibles all the all the various ones but the color combinations include bordeaux red and crayon it's sort of like a chalk color huh. and red it's gorgeous there's another one called uh, black with a slate gray and slate gray with Iceland green. Oh, that is another gorgeous one. And uh, graphite blue with Mojave beige. Uh, you can also get stitching and contrasting colors on your steering wheel. And you can have the, through Porsche exclusive, uh, you can have them bossed on your uh, center console as well as your your seat, you know, your headrest. Um, it's all very expensive. They don't give it a, 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 price, a price right now. I tried looking on the website. But again, a custom color on a, uh, on a on a Porsche, you know, it can be five six thousand dollars, and you can have it matched if you want. And I think I think that's ten or twelve thousand dollars to have the car, the, you know, the color you want. So uh, this these are our new available uh, options for Porsches that you can have your color, any you know, in the interior two tone, lovely stuff. Nice. Uh, our friends. Our friend, yes, yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, our friends at Subaru are recalling 200,000 cars in the U.S. and Canada, according to the government filings. 
uh, certain Impreza's 2019 Impreza, Outback, Legacy, and Ascent vehicles. Subaru says that low pressure fuel pump, the, the low pressure fuel pump can fail. Engines could lose power while being driven. The engine also might not start or could run rough. Subaru isn't aware of any crashes or injuries. Uh, dealers will replace the low-pressure fuel pump at no cost to owners beginning on June 5th. The recall vehicles uh, were built between June 26th, uh, 2018 and February 25th, 2019. So if you got a Subaru, it might be recalled. You're listening to Todd Bianco and John McMullen. This is all revved up on iHub Radio. We'll be right back. From the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hi, John. Hey, Todd. And I, I always talk about expensive cars, but let's talk about some cars that are not, are, that, are not that expensive. Um, used cars you can buy for less than $5,000. Not a bad idea, right? There's a lot of people who are probably shopping for these kinds of things for either for their kids or because basically they don't want to buy a new car right now. Yeah. Um, so uh, let, let's start off and go, go down the alphabet. And the first one that they came up with here is the Acura TSX. Now, you know, the, this is basically a Honda Accord in Europe. But here it was bad, badged the Acura TSX. Um, it shared uh, it's, it, with this cousin. It shared most of its mechanicals with the Accord, um, but the first generation TSX uh, had more where it was needed. Looking for a six-speed manual transmission from 2006 uh, at the high-revving VTEC inline four-cylinder engine receives a small bump up to 205 horsepower. The TSX was a snappy entry-level sports sedan for its time, and it came with standard features. Other uh, cars in the segment didn't offer, including 17-inch wheels and a Bluetooth stereo. Uh, the, so, so 2006 through 2008 models uh, came standard with the backup camera. A lot of people like the backup cameras, which is now required to be standard. But uh, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, that wasn't standard. Right. So, so it's nice. It's you know nice to have. If you if you get used to having them, they're you know you kind of like to have them when you get another car. Sure. So you can find these out there, you know, even higher mileage ones are probably, as long as they've been maintained, Hondas do last quite a long time. And uh, you can find one of these for about $5,000. Now, it's just a sedan, and I know everybody wants an SUV, but, you know, it's, it's probably a really good car for that will last you and not cost you a lot of money. Um, another one that would be a lot of fun to drive 
maybe a little more pricey to keep upkeep is a BMW 5 Series wagon. Uh, they actually sold quite a few of these back then. And they, um, if you're speaking BMW geek, it's an E39, which is their internal designation. And if you're a BMW geek, you bas- basically can name every car by their internal designation. So this thing was an E39, uh, first introduced in the United States for 2000 and available with one of f- two buttery smooth engines, a 2.8 liter and later a three liter inline six cylinder engine or a 4.4 liter V8. For less than five grand, you'll find one of the one with mileage approaching maybe two hundred thousand. Uh, but if it's been well maintained at that up to that point, it can go for quite a bit longer. All these cars include, uh, you know, uh, the the various styling of the of the era. Uh, but they look very nice. I think they're they're very conservative. If you look at it today, uh, you can get some of them with all wheel drive. You know what they call X drive. Uh, BMW didn't import that many wagons, but they did uh, for the first, say, from 2000 to 2003. They didn't have any in 2004 or 2005, nor did we get any of the M5 Tourings. So that's, they call them Tourings in the in Europe. Uh, in its best year in 2005, the five wagons sold uh, 2,351 units. Um, it uh, it left our shores for good in 2009. Unfortunately, they don't import the 5 Series wagon anymore. But you can get a pretty nice one for 5000 bucks, and it's a hell of a fun car to drive, especially with the V8 engine. I've mm-hmm. driven the um, uh, a 2000. I've had a friend that got one, a 2005 Series. It was the sedan with the V8. It was just an absolute rocket ship. Uh, it, it, could, it could cost a little bit of money if it wasn't well cared for, but it was a fun car. Here's another one that could be even more fun, but uh, still probably get it with less mileage. Uh, and that's the Fox Body Mustangs. And that's like like the Mustang, the 89 Mustang that I was talking about uh, in Bring a Trailer. But you can get one that's – that one only had, you know, seven or 8,000 miles or something. So, you know, that's going to go for a lot more money. But something that's, you know, gently used or that's been well-loved but, you know, taken care of. Um, you know, this it's it's a lot of fun. It's a rear-drive uh uh, convertible, you can get it in a coupe, but the, uh, the lots of parts, so it's it's fairly inexpensive to to take care of. So you can pick up one of these for less than five thousand dollars. is pretty much a sure thing. There were a lot of them out there, and as you know, John, a lot of them were in the rental fleets, and the rental fleets yeah, churned sure. uh, quite a few of those. Um, you know, we, we just look, you know, watch out for how long it's been, how much, you know, uh, the the uh, but how long I mean, it's not how long, how much it's been cared for, you know, if it's been maintained, it should do well. And you could have a lot of fun with a V8 convertible top for less than five thousand dollars. And, you know, you can get one from the uh, eight, eight, you know, the mid 90s up to, you know, the early 2000s for for a very good price. Now, something that people actually still love I'm not even sure you could find it for $5,000, but I think they're probably out there. You know, the Ford Ranger, the old ones, the yeah. not, not the new ones, but the ones, there's thousands, there's hundreds of thousands of them out there. Sword, I mean, Ford sold these things for like 20 years unchanged and they still sold well up until the day they didn't make them anymore. Uh, but uh, they're basically, uh, you're, I think they're a great pickup truck for- I think that there were three of them in my in my family. Yeah, people love these cars. 70s and 80s. Yeah. 
uh, and you know they, they you know very plasticky, but these things are you know very well very well put together. They're very sturdy. Uh, you know you get a, a fairly uh, you know a nice V6 with a with a good amount of torque to it. Um, many of them are automatic. Some of them you could find in a manual. But if you don't need a big pickup truck and you need something that's a you know for running around to pick up stuff and you know go to Home Depot and buy a toilet paper or something, this is a very good option. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they had, you know, they had all different colors and you know, they had extended cabs and stuff. But I, I had I drove one for a while and it was actually a pretty good car. I mean, you know, it wasn't, you know, my most favorite sports car, but it was a you know, it, it didn't fail me. It did. You know, it, it was a good truck. And you can there's so many of them out there that you can pick one up easily for five thousand or less at this point, especially since they're making new Rangers. Something that might be good for a kid is there a, you know, a Honda Accord from. Oh, you know, several years ago, from 2005 to 2007 or so, Honda experimented with a V6 hybrid. You could even find one of those. But you can find um, something from 2003. um, First, uh, you know, that's unlike lots of the other crappy cars. You know, there there was like a Saturn L200 or a Dodge Stratus or something. You know, you can get a Honda Accord, which is essentially, you know, it's on on the best-selling list of like car and driver every year for like, you know, 25 years or 34 years, I guess they said. Um, but, you know, the, the the Accord basically doesn't die. As long as you've taken care of it, you can go for a very, very long time. And I think that's something that, you know, it was roomy. It was fairly quiet. It wasn't a looker. You know, it didn't, you know, didn't have a lot of, you know, exciting looks to it. But it was it was a very solid car, a great commuter car. It could be a great car for kids, especially, in, you know, in the, say, 2003, 2004. You know, it has airbags. It has anti-lock brakes. It has, you know, it's, so it's a very you know, relatively safe car. And it gets pretty good fuel economy. So you could find something like that and you can easily find – there's so many of them out there and the parts are, are so – you know, there's so many parts that they're easy to take care of. You can find a mechanic anywhere to take care of one of these cars. One of the ones that you don't see as often anymore but you can actually find out there, you know, the Honda Insight. Do you remember those from – they sort of looked weird with – they were these little hybrid aerodynamic things. Um, they made these things for – Oh, I don't know how many years they did, but the Honda Insight, um, they oh, had a range of, uh, they, they were making, they, these things could get like 50 to 60 miles per gallon. They were rated at 61 miles per gallon. So that's a pretty good, that's pretty good even by today's standards. Yeah. You can't find anything like that. But these are kind of ugly looking two door cars that were very aerodynamic looking hatchback things. Uh, but you know, you easily get four. They don't have a big gas tank, so you, but you can still get four hundred miles of range out of this thing. So was they're that out before there. Before the CRX, uh, uh, say it again. Was that before the CRX? No, this was after the CRX. Okay. I think the CRX was, was just a regular gasoline. This is a hybrid. Oh, I see. Uh, I, yeah, I, I forgot the actual. Um, what what years was this? I can't remember now. But you can find them. They were only built for maybe five or six years, um, but they're out there because they're not very popular anymore. Because they weren't as big as say a Prius, you know, with with four doors. So they only had two doors and was very quirky. And you know, people didn't you know people look at you like you're you know strange to drive it. But you can also you know laugh all the way past them. You know, when when gas gets expensive again, sixty one miles per gallon ain't so bad. Now, something from the uh, from a little bit older is a, an Infinity J30. These things were 
you know, they they were very aerodynamic in their days. Uh, They were, let's see, it was basically a a four-door 300ZX, but it was called the J30. It was an Infiniti. It used the same 205-horsepower, 3-liter V6 found in the non-turbo sports cars. It shared the same fantastic multi-link suspension. Um, They are not very popular anymore, but there are... They're good little luxury cars that are a lot of fun to drive. You know, you can get it with a Bose stereo. It sounded good. Leather seats, heated front seats. Um, you know, the power windows, power hydraulics, all the all the various luxury features you'd want to have. And in, in, it's it's people don't want them anymore. Hmm. So, you know, you can pick one up for pretty cheap. Uh, same thing with the Infiniti QX4, uh, which is basically a Nissan Pathfinder. Uh, you know, but it has all the luxury features that you would expect in an Infiniti. It's an all-wheel drive system that comes from the Nissan Skyline, so it wasn't the same system that you would find in a Pathfinder. Um, and uh, it was uh, only, you know, it was the QX4 is what it was. It was only 168 horsepower, but it did eventually get a bump, and Nissan replaced its old engine with a 240 horsepower 3.5 liter V6. Uh, it has plush leather interiors, heated seats, rear, you know, it has nice rear seats, um, power sunroof, Bose stereo, all those kinds of things. Um, and it even can tow up to 5,000 pounds. You can get a real good bargain on them, and there's tons of parts of it because it's basically a Nissan underneath. One I was a little surprised on the list of uh, was the uh, Lexus LS 400, but I can see that being there. Yeah, this is the old, you know, the Luxo barge that they, you know, started building in 1989, and they built them for another 10 years or so. Essentially, the same. You can find one. You know, they started at fifty thousand dollars, but today you can find them for a lot less money. But it's basically a very reliable Toyota. It's not exciting to look at, but it's very quiet. It has all the luxury features you would assume. It has high-end stereo for the time. Uh, it has uh, all the you know the leather seats and heated seats and you know automatic climate control and uh, it's it's but it's a Lexus and it basically will last forever as far as it being a, you know another Toyota. You can pick up a Nissan. I mean a Nissan a, a Mazda Miata for cheap if you can fit in it. But you can yeah. get from you know from 2001 to 2005, you can sign, you know find a very desirable one, uh, and it could be a fun weekend car. People like to have those, you know, for a weekend. You can get a cheap Dodge Ram from you know the early the 2000s as well. If you needed a pickup truck, you can find those for five grand, and you can even get an old Mercedes S-Class from say the 91 through 92 model years for five thousand bucks. So these things are out there. Yeah, it's uh, taking me back a, a year or two to when I had a Miata <laughs> for a short period of time. Yeah, so I've got a couple more, but when we come back, uh, we'll talk about those. This is John McMullen and Todd Bianco, all wrapped up on IHEP Radio. Weather, truth, and fun. We're iHub Radio, homegrown in the Coachella Valley. For the love of cars, this is All Revved Up. Here's Todd. 
Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And we were talking about cards you can find for $5,000 or less that uh, would be a good thing to get for that extra car or the one that you wanted to replace the one that's falling apart. Now, this is an interesting one, and I've, I've sort of off and on toyed with getting one or finding one, but I haven't found one that I could afford yet because, believe it or not, they're still popular. Do you remember the Subaru Baja? It was I like do. a little pickup truck thingy. Yep, I have uh, <laughs> friends who had uh, two or three of them. Yeah, they're they're actually very popular. I mean, for, on the used market. I thought uh, when they, they were, were ugly as sin, but say it again. I said uh, I thought that they were ugly as sin. They are, yeah. but they're popular on the used market. I've seen, I've I've followed them, and they they've fallen recently, but. Uh, uh, they've retained awfully good value considering what they sold for mistaken. originally. Didn't the, the inside the bed in the back, didn't they have like seats that um, with handles that uh, sat backed up to the window? Oh, that was the Subaru Brat. Oh, that was the Brat. That's what I'm thinking that was the, of. Sorry. That was the predecessor. Those were ejector seats. Yeah. Yes, you, you <laughs> just throw people out. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I was thinking of the Brat. And the the Brad is actually popular too. If you can find one that hasn't been beat to crap, uh, they actually go for a lot of money. But the but the Baja is sort of like a little mini pickup truck. It you know it was four doors with a little bit of a pickup truck bed and back. It wasn't a very big bed and back, and you know didn't actually hold a lot. It was basically an Impreza wagon that was chopped off. Uh, or, yeah, the rear glass was chopped out of it, and there it was. Uh, you can find these things. It says, um, let's see, the the Baja is worth pointing out and admiring if spotted in the wild. The outback wagon turned truck only stuck around for three years, but it was always a quirky favorite. See, the Baja Turbo used a, a detuned 2.5 liter turbo version of what came to what came in the Impreza WRX STI, but it was also available with a five-speed manual. Don't get too excited as the used car market is yet yet to list our favorite for less than 5,000. So they're still more than 5,000 for most of them. Hmm. So yeah, a non-turbo one is you can get for less, but the turbo one is going to be more. And these cars didn't sell for much more than 20,000 new, but they're selling for between five and 10,000 if you can find a really nice one and a 5,000 or less if you can find one that's maybe got a higher mileage. Another one that's interesting that uh, now that gas is cheap, a Toyota Sequoia. That was their big SUV uh, right below the the uh, the Land Cruiser. Right. Um, you know, and uh, if you got them, they say I guess it's from 2005 forward is the best of the bunch. Uh, it uh, had a similar towing capacity to a, a Chevy Tahoe or a Ford Expedition. Uh, and it, it was, you know, offered 10.5 inches of ground clearance. Uh, you know, it, 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 even if you want to find one with 200,000 miles on it, apparently they said it doesn't seem to adhere to the, to the laws of aging. So you can find one, you know, with 200,000 miles that's 15 years old and it will still run and be a good car. So that's one. How about a Volvo S70, which is a you know a sort of a mid-sized sedan? It's uh, there's no safer, better built car on this list. And uh, I you know this person said I owned a classic blue box that they have a picture of here in their article. And mechanically, the S70 is identical to the 1993 uh, 850, which is a wagon, but the cosmetic changes. Uh, 
changes soften the cars 1980s-esque era uh, look to being something more from the 90s and 2000s. So, you know, you can go ahead and feel the lower dashboard trim, uh, uh, you know, is, is sort of cheap, like, you know, but it's, it's, it's still a, a, it's a nice car. Now you feel the same surface on the S70, and you know you can feel some padded areas where it might be harder on some other cars. So this is from 1998. You can st- you know this is an older one, but it will still it's like a rock solid car. You can find lots of them in the New England area because apparently they were popular there. But I think they were popular here in Southern California, and you can find them because they you know they 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 didn't retain the same value. You can find one uh, that's a you know a safe good well-made car with lots of uh, luxury options on it um so that's a volvo s70 and the other car that they have on this list which i thought was interesting was a a a, a jeep wrangler from the you know mid mid to early 2000s you can find one of those if you can find one that hasn't been beat to crap because some of them have but a lot of these were just basically Cruise, city cruisers. A lot of people bought them just so they could have the image. You know how that is, John. People buy those things. I, I know a lot of guys that had yeah. them for the image. You know, they looked good in them. And if you looked good in the car, that was all that mattered, right? <laughs> Come on, I mean, it, it's it's out there. I've seen I've seen some awfully amazing guys uh, uh, driving these trucks that I know they never took them off road. Right. So. So they're they're out there on the used market for a fairly good price. Uh, a few a few other things uh, of news that are that are coming through here. Um, the um, we've talked Land Rover is going to have two plugins. Uh, they're going to have the Dis- Land Rover Discovery Sport and Range Rover Evoke plugins. And I think I talked about this earlier in the, in, in the uh, show. They'll have a 1.5 liter three cylinder uh, engine with 80 uh, kilowatt with paired with an 80 kilowatt electric motor um it, the motor will be in the back and the engine will be in the front so that it distributes weight better and the battery which is going to be uh oh, how big is the battery something like 17 uh, kilowatt hour battery which is not bad uh is good for on the european cycle it's good for 41 miles uh for the evoke uh, and uh, 38 miles for the discovery uh, but that's pretty optimistic. So I expect it to be closer to 30 miles on all electric power uh, for the uh, when they come to the United States. They go on sale later this year in Europe. Uh, I don't know how the COVID-19 thing is going to affect their delivery here in the United States. But if they don't come at the end of this year, they'll be probably the first quarter of next year. Uh, there's a new Bugatti available, the Bugatti Devo. Uh, you know, they started making them. They started 5.4 million. Uh, they're only going to make 40, and by the time they the ink was dry on the press release, they sold all 40. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a Good terrible thing, them. isn't it, to have that kind of money? Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's going to be, you know, a, a little, you know, sad news for the Lexus GS, which is their midsize uh, sedan that never, ever, never sold well. 2020 is its last year. Uh, there will be a special edition for the last 200 models called the Black Line Special Edition to say bye-bye. In 2019, the GS represented just 4% of Lexus passenger car sales with only 3,300 of them sold and 0.8% of the overall midside luxury sedan market. It was always, you know, when it was when it debuted in 1993 as a 1994 model, it was meant to take on the BMW 5 Series and the Mercedes E-Class. That never happened. Never caught on. No one ever bought it. 
probably a good deal on the used market too. Probably. Come to think of it. Yeah. So that's another thing to put on that list. Uh, you're listening to Todd Bianco and I've been here with John McMullen. I appreciate the time, John. I, you know, it's always good to talk to you. Likewise. Uh, this is all revved up and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.